welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. I am your host, Drew Devitt, and with me today is one of my favorite co-hosts on planet Earth, Sterling Carroll. How we doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Um, it's a surreal feeling to be back. I feel like I've taken, what, a month and a half off? Two months, maybe? You... You've taken uh, quite a bit of a break. Uh, we did a little change up this uh, this pod. Uh, we have you instead of beer this uh, this week, so uh, I'm excited to talk some ball with you. Uh, our our college ball talk is going to be very limited because we're not the experts. We leave that to the big man beer. So uh, I'm very excited to have a, a hoop centered uh, conversation with you, and uh, we got a lot to talk about since the last time we uh, we put out an episode. Oh yeah, it's been a uh... It's uh, it's been too long, and lots has happened in the NBA, so definitely lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I mean, it's March, baby. It's I think probably the second best uh, sports month of the year outside of NFL opening weekend. So uh, NBA is is heating up. We're down the stretch. We got like 20 games left uh, in the regular season, and you know these teams are making a real push. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams in the East making that push to the three three four seed, and uh, the West is mayhem, crazy. Um, and there's a lot going on, and a lot of a lot of teams trying to you know not be in that playing game, have a, have a, a home divisional series. You know, so lots to talk about. Oh yeah. Before we get into those teams and and what's been going on in the east and the west uh the last time we talked uh was me and beer talked about the all-star break uh we uh, was right before the all-star weekend uh, i would like to apologize to how heavy i was on kevin herter uh for the three-point contest that man was throwing up fucking bricks out there uh really bad uh however ironically enough since the the all-star break uh, he's been shooting lights out. He's had three now back to back, uh, three back to back to back twenty point games and shooting over fifty percent from three in those th- in that three game span. Uh, dude shooting light out lights out, but again, no one knows it because the Kings aren't on television, unfortunately. <laughs> so I-, I swear he's a good basketball player. He's a great spot up shooter. He uses a lot of his legs, but those guys who use their legs in a three point contest seem to tire out and aren't the best ask jj reddick about it yeah. so uh i apologize for being so heavy on kevin herter um and that but the also uh, also break was a fun time i must say oh, it, was, it was great um i did see a lot of people going heavy with kevin herter uh, made me think a little bit uh so i didn't want to be too biased and i kind of went i believe it was right before dame went up and I saw a couple of shooters already, and I was like, you know what? Let's put Damon here. Let's see what he does. The luckiest grab I could have gotten ever. Um, took that one. That's the only one I, I, uh, I won that night. But other than that, great All Star break. I knew, I knew you were heavy on your on your C's boys too. I know you you like Tatum in that. Oh yeah. Contest. I I mean, I didn't want to mention it, but yeah. Yeah, it was. I was pretty heavy on him, but way too much than I probably should have. Uh, all good though. We we won it back the following the I'm, following day in the game. So this is true. So that was. That was I also mean, fun. I was I was talking with a friend of mine um, 
when I was at work and we were watching the All-Star game and uh, Tatum had about, you know, eight to 10 points at that point. I was like, wow, this is, uh, he's definitely really trying hard to get the Kobe Bryant All-Star game MVP award. Um, and I was laughing about it. Uh, the only, the only knock that I have on Jason Tatum is the, is the Kobe Bryant worship. Um, it's a little, it's a little much, but he is a great player. Uh, probably the best player in the league under 25, in my opinion. He's 19. Um, and he, he is, he will and forever will be 19. Um, love the man. Uh, he played incredible yesterday, uh, putting up 40 in that double overtime win. Yeah, he um, was, uh, the, him, him and Jalen Brown look legit, man. Dude, I, I, I love it. I love it. That in the, them two going at it in the all-star game too was just so nice to see. I think it was, if it wasn't for that, them two going at it towards the end, I, that kept people locked in the game because there was just a whole lot of nothing going on. Nobody's playing defense. Uh, just, I mean, why would you really? You don't want to get hurt, but it was just such, it just, I don't know. I don't I have mixed feelings about the all-star game. The all-star game was a snore, man. It was. Yeah, don't 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 beat around the bush. Yeah, it was a snore. Was I, I I loved seeing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go against each other, but that that game sucked, man. It was awful. Yeah, it it really was. Let me. Yeah, I can't I can't beat it around the bush. It was it was bad. So, with, yeah. with that being said, hopefully there's a there's some decision that's made to improve it next year, kind of like what the NFL is doing with the Pro Bowl. But I don't see anything changing. I hope, but I don't see there change yeah adam silver has some work to do but i think it has a lot to do with just talking to the players in general because all it takes is for lebron or Giannis to be like hey we're going at it tonight and then there will actually be defense and we'll have a fun game to watch um the only obvious adjustment to an all-star game weekend that everyone has been wanting to see and been clamoring for it forever is a one-on-one contest um, the skills contest sucks. You can definitely bump that for a one-on-one contest and see if, you know, eight guys opt in and see if, you know, first to 11. Uh, but other than that, there's no obvious adjustments for, for the All-Star weekend. Um, Adam Silver has his work cut out for him, but I really think it's just player-focused. Uh, I saw Paul George earlier this week on a, on a podcast saying it, it it's just totally effort-based uh, for defense. So. If if someone just speaks up says hey we need to actually play hard this weekend, they will. Uh, we've seen it in the past uh, when they've they've changed this format up. Uh, it's been really fun. There's been a, a couple of really good All Star games, um, and I just don't think there there is an adjustment for Adam Silver to make. Um, however, there are adjustments to be made for the dunk contest if if we yes, want to go there. Let's go there. I'm all. I'm also did want to add. Skills challenge sucks. It just fucking stinks. Take it out. Easily replace it with the one-on-ones. And then, yeah. I want to jump into the dunk contest, though. I want to hear your thoughts first, and then I'll give my input because, wow. Um, before the dunk, uh, dunk contest, I had predicted in our, our last episode that Jericho Sims was going to be the underdog uh, to win the dunk contest because uh, 
I thought he had the best hops of the people in the dunk contest. And I don't think I was particularly wrong, but he was just so not creative. And that, that 50 dunk was just so, so Dude, bad. Hard to he watch. like fumbled the bag so hard. Hard to watch. He, he's got so much hops, but it was just not, it, there was just no creativity whatsoever. Mac McClung totally saved the whole dunk contest. Um, and if you want to make the dunk contest that interesting, I mean, one, you either need to have the super big names uh, that you know can, you know, jump out of the ceiling, participate, or just totally widen the, the dunk contest to guys like Mac McClung. Yeah. To just have a, a highlight of what the art of dunking is. You know, Mac McClung, not the best uh, basketball player in the NBA, incredible athlete. But, you know, he's a dunk specialist. That's uh, that's what he is. Um, and he put on a show. Uh, thank God for that because it was really bad. Um, he was definitely the highlight of the All-Star Game weekend. Um, I, I think that's just uh, my thoughts. You either need to go full in, have John Morant, Zion, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, have those be your four, or go Mac McClung and other G-leaguers who you know are super creative with with their dunks and go in that way. Yeah. It's one or the other. I don't think they can go in the middle, middle ground and have, you know, the guys that they have competing. Yeah. Do it. I don't want to see Anthony Simons in the, in the dunk contest ever no, again. Absolutely not. But it, it almost looked like Mac McClung was, you can see the preparation in it before going into the dunk contest. It looked like Jericho's. Oh it yeah. It's like Jericho Sims was just, he literally spammed the same dunk what was it three times two three times um so much. He, he put both arms in the rim like three times yeah, and that was and it so it didn't make any sense like why are you gonna accept this dunk contest and just think you're oh yeah it'll, it'll just work out like man i'll i, I was I had secondhand embarrassment watching the 50 him unfolding the 50 i'm like dude no no this is not happening right now he didn't even use construction no. paper he used like printer paper and it ripped apart in half. Like it was it's awful. Horrible. I'm not joking. That's like it still makes me cringe because holy. But yeah, other than that, good dunk contest was spectacular on Mac McClung. Um, he had the edge the whole time. People knew the hype because he's been doing this since high school and posting these videos. Ball is life covered him forever now. And man, that, yeah. that it's so nice to see him doing well. Uh Texas Tech yeah. legend. Yeah. And he was he was at Georgetown too, right? Before that? Yeah, he was he was at Georgetown yeah. before Texas Tech. Dude, yeah, he's a baller. I hope he gets some minutes, a lot more minutes with the Sixers, but I doubt it. I mean, dude, the Sixers I look know. good. I don't think they need They really Mac don't. Long, I must say. Like they don't. Um but yeah, that's all that that's pretty much my thoughts for the All-Star weekend. Um it it just really needs a a one one-on-one uh, kind of thing like who doesn't want to see Kyrie Irving you know one-on-one against James Harden like I I want to see that oh like, yeah settle settle some settle some you know bar debates and have them actually be out there a little bit I think that'd be fun but I mean if you can't do that and th- there's no, there's not a whole lot that Adam Silver can yeah. do uh to fix it but that's that's Purely my thoughts. Yeah, and I mean, Silver is a—he's a man of the people. He's a definitely hears. 
He's a players commissioner for sure. For sure. So I, I'm sure he'll think of something. Totally agree. Um, and since the all-star break, cause the all-star break is a really, you know, big moment for where you got to do a check-in with, uh, with where you're at in the team. Cause you know, that's, you know, same time as, as the trade deadline, people are going in, people are going out. And, uh, since the trade deadline, there's been a lot of teams excelling. Um, in my opinion, uh, there are five teams kind of out of the ordinary who have been exceeding a little bit, uh, more than others, um, after the all-star break. And that, in my opinion, are the Knicks, who are pretty much uh, who are undefeated since they've traded for Josh Hart. Love him. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, who look incredible with KD. Uh, your Boston Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are really, really pushing for that one seed. Uh, the Bucks look really good uh, when Giannis hasn't been hurt. They are incredible, well deserving of the one seed so far, and. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, who have been playing well all year and are no doubtedly going to be the the one seed in the West. Um, you have a very solid list. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I think the I think those are the five who have been excelling uh, since the All Star break. However, they're not all contenders in my eyes. So I want to propose a question in a little a little segment here on Trust Your Gut is where is the ceiling for the teams in the NBA? Um. Is there a specific team you wanted uh, wanted to start off with of who you want to discuss of where the ceiling was for them? Uh, let's go with the Knicks. I feel like they're super interesting. What are they on, an eight or nine game win streak after last night? I believe they're at eight. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they're at eight. And without Jalen Brunson, uh, incredible win. Uh, they they looked really, really good. Um, I think there's no there's no doubt that they're they're a force. Uh, in the East, but I, I just don't think they're. I don't even know if they make an Eastern Conference Finals this year. I can't. I can't say that they do. I can't say. I can't see it either. I really can't. I, I will say I'll give credit where it's due. Uh, despite not having a star, if you will, with Jalen Brunson on their team, I mean Emmanuel quickly is. Mm-hmm taking things into his own hands and turning turning it into some dubs. I mean, what he did with the Celtics yesterday was incredible. Dude was lights out. So if they can keep that pace up and it translates into, I don't know, deep in the playoffs, if they get there, like, I mean, I don't see these guys stopping, but Eastern Conference Finals is it's a little bit of a jump when you have the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers in front of them. Um, yeah, it's you know, I'd love to I'd love to hate on them as much as I can, but they do have a decent squad. I think they get booted in the in the second round, uh, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yesterday was, and to me, a classic you know Thibodeau uh perform uh coaching performance and win for him. Great job, no Brunson. Uh, who cares? Uh, I love Jalen Brunson. Uh. No, doubtedly he was. He's probably been the second best point guard on the planet uh, since the beginning of the new year. Outside of Dame, he's been the best. Um, but I mean, that was a Thibodeau classic. I mean, there, Mitchell Robinson, forty three minutes. R.J. Barrett, incredible game, fifty minutes in double overtime. Regardless, but fifty minutes nonetheless. Emmanuel quickly, fifty five minutes. 
Grimes, 25 minutes. Julius Randle, 46 minutes. Josh Hart, 39 minutes. And Ovi Toppin had 11 minutes, and everyone else on their team had under 10. So uh, that's a classic Thibodeau. Uh, get your best players out on the court for as long as possible, and they were able to hold off the Celtics. Um, Emmanuel quickly, very, very, very talented. RJ Barrett, uh, Barrett had a great game. I think there is a lot more to be desired for him, uh, but he's been playing very well um, in this stretch of games since they've acquired Josh Hart. Um, Josh Hart, huge role player, obviously teammates with uh, with Jalen Brunson uh, in college at Villanova. Um, I, I just think those Villanova boys play the game the right way, and uh, they know what they're doing. I, I think they're a force. I just don't think that they have the star power, and I think they're too young to make a push for the Eastern Con- uh, Conference Finals, especially when you know the Cavs are there, Celtics are there, and the Bucks are there. Uh, I just don't see it. Uh, but I think they're a really solid four seed uh, in the East, and they have a lot of room to grow. I think that's that. That's their ceiling. This is the second round. I mean, yeah, it's not too far fetched. It, it would make sense. Uh, you brought up a good one, star power. Yeah, Julius is so much. Um, it seems like he just like what was it? Uh, two years ago, he just kind of disappeared in the playoffs when they looked very, very good to actually make a a a run there. So I mean, hopefully, actually, I really don't care if they fall off but if for Nick's sake they have to they have to stay consistent if they want to get far I mean that's with any team but this team especially because they are so inconsistent um so yes they're 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 pushing the Cavs for that three seed really hard right now Uh, I mean they're undefeated since requiring Josh Hart like they are pushing pushing yeah yeah I I would say ceiling Ceiling is second round this year. Second round. That's a good spot. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. It's a good spot. Um I would also like to i I'd like to stay in the East here and I kinda wanna pivot uh to a team who I think whose ceiling is also the second round of the playoffs, unfortunately this year, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um I love Love the Cavs. I think that they have so much potential, and you know they're an extremely young team. I just think that it's not their year uh, for how well that the Bucks and the Celtics are still playing. Um, personally, I think those two are contenders, and I think the Cavs are just right underneath them. Um, having to play them, I just don't think they match up well with either um, Boston or. Milwaukee in a seven-game series, but Evan Mobley's still really young. Garland's still really young. Jared Allen's relatively young, and Donovan Mitchell, who has been performing extremely well these last stretch of like four or five games, uh, trying to really secure the three seed and keep the Knicks at bay. Um, I've been playing really well, but it's just I just don't think it's their year. Um, would I be surprised if they make an Eastern Conference Finals? No, because I think that that just means that uh, Mobley. Uh, and Jared Allen probably took uh, a leap in the postseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if they made the, the conference finals, but I just don't think that they can match up very well um, when it comes down to it. If they, if they play, they match up decently with the Celtics, 
because Garland and, and Donovan can definitely guard, you know, Brown and Tatum. But I just think that they're, they're just a little too young and they're one or two years out of being a title contender in, in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, that's a very solid take. Um, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be too surprised if they made it very far in the playoffs to say in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really do think it's all about um, this culture that they're building. And no matter how far they get in the playoffs this year, that is something to build off of next year. I totally see these this Cavs team being amazing next year. Um, I Yeah, I mean, Donovan playing out of his mind, uh, dropped 40 tonight. Uh, against the Celtics, got them, uh, got another dub there. But with this Cavs team, I'm gonna, I'm also gonna put their ceiling at a second round, just because for the sole reason of youth. I'm that sounds so bad to say, but yeah, I'm I'm just right there with the youth. Um, They're inexperienced in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't have an you don't have enough veterans. You have Kevin Love that was there, that rock for you guys or for Cleveland that could have paved that way for them to uh get in that mindset, that playoff mindset, see what values and and motives he can push there for those young guys, but I don't know. I mean, I hope I eat my words cuz I I would love to see a Celtics Cavs or a a Cavs Bucks Eastern Conference Finals. That'd be sweet. But I really do think if they have a good chance, it'll be definitely next year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Where do you think the, the Sixers ceiling is? Dude, I could care less. I hate the Sixers. I hate the Sixers with a passion. How do you hate the Sixers? With a passion. I understand you're a Boston fan, but come on. They're, they're like, come on. They're so fun. They're fun. I get it. Joel Embiid, he deserves MVP, and I'm saying that as a huge Tatum fan. Dude is insane this year. Sheesh. He's insane. So He's playing out of his mind. He dropped 40 again tonight, I'm pretty sure. I think he did too, yeah. yeah. So I would, their ceiling, um, funny thing too, is that they just can't get past the Celtics in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs. So I don't really know where to rank it. I mean, I could very well see us – a Sixers Celtics second round going to game seven and, or yeah, something very, very close. And I think there's the possibility they have that edge over the seas to get to the Eastern conference finals. I, I don't, I hate to say it, but it's like a second round. I mean, I don't know. I, I could just be biased right now, but I don't, I don't know. I want to get it clear. I don't think they're title contenders because I think the East is still being run through the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're just too good. Giannis is is too dominant. He's the best player in the NBA in my opinion. Um, and the Celtics have the two best players that are under twenty five in the NBA, and they're just rolling. However, I can see a world where they make an Eastern Conference Finals if they play. The Celtics. I don't think that they can beat the Bucks. I think Giannis kind of has Embiid's number personally. Um, but if they match up with with the Celtics, I can see them making an Eastern Conference Finals push. Um, Tyrese Maxey has kind of exploded 
since the All-Star break. He's been playing out of his mind, in my opinion. Um, and Harden has had a few shades where I'm watching this game. It's like, that looks like Houston, James Harden. Like, there was a question, there was questions these last, uh, before the All-Star break, if, uh, you know. If it was going to work. Can James Harden actually, you know, make a long playoff push? Because uh, he's been playing well all year. He's averaging 20 and 10. Um, being more of a traditional pass first kind of guy, he's not playing as much ISO ball, but when he does, he's, he's his ISO game is still yeah. there. Uh, he, his, his step back. I, I watched that, that, um, there was a, I forgot which game it was, a, it was a couple of days ago where he had, uh, where he was doing his, uh, his traditional step back and, and is blowing by guys. I'm like, damn, that's, that's James Harden from, uh, from Houston. And, when uh, when you have that iso ball with Harden and Embiid, you know, always being able to get to the line, that they're a, they're a really tough out. And if Tyrese Maxey is sitting there on on the corner, he can knock down some shots. Um, that's a really solid big three, and I could see them a hundred percent making an Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I just don't think that they're particularly title contenders, um, but they're really good. I I love the Sixers, and I have I've been I've been a been showing that on my prize picks uh every few days on twitter yeah um not far wrong i mean what do we know but uh with the sixers yeah i i did notice harden is definitely flying under the radar with his pass first offensive mindset he has right now um like you said the iso ball is is there he can definitely be a dangerous threat in the playoffs whether he decides to put it in the gear um but yeah i i think if it is anybody it's it probably will be the celtics in that kind of revenge game every playoffs it seems like uh for them but yeah i could definitely see a game six seven where philly's looking good to make that push but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put them at second round for me i i just think i I just think the Celtics Bucks are going to go to the Eastern Come Conference on. Finals. I I don't know. I just think it's going to happen. I mean, totally fair, but I can a hundred percent seeing uh, see a world where I'm just asking where their ceiling is. I don't think uh, personally they they will oh, oh. in my eyes take a second round exit. I just think their ceiling is a hundred percent the Eastern Conference Finals. There is a hundred percent a world where they beat the Celtics. Okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to. That's what I meant to say. Then. Because I'm over here trying to think of my prediction, but yeah, definitely their ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals, I, where they could have that edge over the Celtics in round two. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I hate to be. I just think that Tyree. I think that Tyrese Maxey X factor is just underrated. Like, dude, he plays that third option for for the Sixers is huge. Very, very, and especially come playoffs, he's a dark horse. Nobody's gonna be thinking of them like that. They're gonna their main focus. Other teams' main focuses are gonna be Joel, and then Harden, and who knows? Yeah. So I, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Do you want to move a little bit westward? Because uh, I think we can both agree that the ceiling for the Bucks and the and the Celtics is is title. Uh, I I can one hundred percent. They're both playing out of their minds. Um, and 100% could take home a Larry O'Brien this year. Um, I, 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 do you have any opinions on that? Or I, I do. Um, 
for the Celtics, it seems like there's something not clicking uh, these these last two games that I've seen. There's something off to where if they can't pick it up, uh, whether that be just decision-making in clutch time, like tonight, uh, Grant Williams just letting people talk. Let him. He's not letting Donovan Mitchell just say shit to him. He has to say something back and – you know that's that. Those are the little things that need to be picked up on, and just don't let it affect the game. Uh, but yeah, it was just a just these leads that the Celtics have, and as soon as it hits the fourth quarter, last five six minutes, it's just it's just not. It doesn't look like them and how they've been playing the entire game. So something to look out for. Uh, other than that, the Bucks just look amazing. Brooke Lopez just picks up the slack, really, even when Giannis is gone. He's insane. He's a great vet. He is. He's a, he's the perfect vet. He's the perfect vet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you brought up Grant Williams because there are very few players in the NBA that I hate, and I use hate, you know. Hate Batman. Subjectively. But uh, Grant Williams is one of them. I, I despise that dude. He sucks. <laughs> dude i i don't know how how you could possibly like him look look we okay as celtics fans we bullied him on social media his first year because we <laughs> dude he's terrible we bullied him into being good is that's what that's what we're saying because he in his second year he played amazing he was so li- reliable for us and then this year he's going back to his first year self being a dumbass and yeah i i get where you're coming from just Believe me, I do. He's looked awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. No, I. Grant is just a special kind of person. Yeah, I, I also wouldn't put too much stock into the last two games for the Celtics. I mean, back to back. First of all, back to back games, and you know, you know, you had to play the Cavs on the road today after a double overtime loss to the Knicks. Like that's really deflating. Uh, I. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into today's game, uh, but I mean they losing to the South, uh, to the Knicks at home uh, in double overtime without Jalen Brunson is not ideal. But I still think they look good. Uh, they have the pieces to make in a very very deep playoff run. Um, so I'd stay optimistic if I were you. Um, but I do hate Grant Williams. <laughs> yeah. No. I just one last thought on that too. Um... I would like to stay optimistic on it, but it's just the leads that the leads that the Celtics hold and easily give up when it comes down to the fourth. It just it's a little concerning. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too much to think about though. Fair. All right, I think there's a, a few more teams that uh, that we need to discuss uh, for where their ceilings lie, and they do they do lie in the West. Um, I would like to uh, to start at the top of the division, of the conference, pardon me, pardon me, uh, with Denver. Uh, do you believe that they're title contenders? Because uh, I sure as hell do. Oh man, I this is one I just don't know how to feel about. Like they they're playing their ass off right now. I think they're I, they're title contenders in my eyes. Yeah, I think they could take out anyone in, in the East and the West in seven. Ceiling, ceiling, title, uh, or or NBA Finals bound. 
that's the ceiling. Um, realistic view, Eastern Conference Finals, or uh, Western Conference Finals, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Um, you don't you don't think that they they could beat the Bucks or the Celtics? No, I don't. I I I think they can. I think they're deep enough. I think they play good enough defense. I you you very well could be right. They do play amazing defense. Um and the Joker is just he is their offense. Um I just don't know if they can keep it up for I think whoever they play in the Western Conference finals and or the finals I don't know if they have the juice to pull out a a nail biter if it came down to a a game six or seven. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. Um. So that's where I, my doubt is, but it very well could happen. I, I definitely do like the Nuggets a lot, but just a little unsure right now. I think I want to be completely clear here. I think that they can beat any team in, in the NBA in a seven-game series. Uh, Jokic is the offense, and I feel like deservedly is the front runner for the MVP. At any point in any man's career that you're averaging a triple-double, you should be the front runner for the MVP. I didn't love uh, Russell Westbrook when uh, he was averaging a triple-double and uh, was the front runner for the MVP. One of the years I thought Harden should have won uh, won the MVP, but that's in the past. Um, this, this I feel like, is different. Uh, Jokic needs to be getting the respect uh, that he's uh, been deserving. When he gets a triple-double, they're 28-0. That wasn't the same with Westbrook. Uh, that needs to be clear. Uh, and he makes every single person on his team more efficient. He's one of the most efficient uh, scorers and offensive weapons in the NBA, and he makes everyone better on the team. Jamal Murray has returned to a very productive point guard in the, in, in the NBA. And he's made Michael Porter Jr. one of the most effective scorers in the league. If the ball touches his hand, Michael Porter Jr. is putting the ball up, and he's scoring. I believe today he was 7 from 10 from the uh, from the field. Incredible. The, the Denver Nuggets are just bleed efficiency, and in a seven-game series, they've sustained it all year. I don't see how they, uh, how they don't sustain it in a playoff series. I think that they 100% uh, their ceiling should be winning a championship. And their their eyes should be on, on that goal. Uh, I think they can do it. Yeah, I mean, very well could happen. Um, but I, I'll place, I'm not placing them to win, but I'll place them to make the finals, yes, um, as, a, as a ceiling. Um, as, as weird as that says, because seems like the West is, has been a lot more dominant, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something not clicking for me with Jokic them. Jokic made Aaron Gordon a, a, an all-star snub. Think about that. Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon was good on the Magic. He's been incredible this year. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. He was 19-6-5 tonight. 7-12 from the field. Okay, well, let's... let's... Michael Porter Jr., 20 and 5, zero assists, the best at the career high, zero assists for him. Uh, seven, seven of 11 from the field. Sorry, it was not seven of 10. Okay, dude, they're knocked down. They've got weapons, they can 100% go in a seven game series against anyone. Anyone, 
Okay. Let me, let me. And they're deep. I love Bruce Brown off the bench. <laughs> Bruce Brown. Um, He's a dog. Let me, let me throw this at you then. God forbid this happened. But if Jokic were to miss three games, let's say three games in a series, how do you think the team plays? Do you think they can carry on defense? And who, who's, who's their guy on, on offense? Jamal and who else? It's, it's Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray becomes the guy. They run their offense through Jamal Murray, but it's they're obviously not the same. Uh, if any team in NBA history loses their MVP candidate, they're not they're not contenders anymore. I hate to I hate to say it, but I mean, yeah. Denver is good outside of Jokic. I want to make that completely clear. I just think that Jokic has made everyone on their team more efficient. Perfect example: Contavious Caldwell Pulp. Awful. But this year, he's he was incredible and, in my opinion, was a snub for the three-point shooting contest. I said it in the last episode. He was a snub. He should have been in the, in the three-point shooting contest instead of Julius Randle. Randle's not a three-point shooter. Contavious Caldwell-Pope became an efficient three-point shooter this year. He's shooting 48% from three this year. Yeah, that's wild. Mostly because Jokic is getting him open looks. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Um I don't know why the hell Julius Randle was an all-star. Not to revert the conversation, but what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's not a three-point shooter. No, he's not. He's, that's just not his game. He shouldn't have been in a three-point contest at all. No. But, dude, I, I don't know. I, I, that's You know what? If, if Jokic goes down, Ish Smith, my boy, is going to run the offense. I don't care. Ish Smith. Yeah. Ish Smith is him, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's him. <laughs> he's him uh but uh no i just i think that their ceiling should be deservedly so title contender however yeah. there are other teams in the west that we need that we, we should discuss um I, i'm very hesitant to talk about memphis because there's just so many question marks there do you even want to get into that uh, I guess. I mean, I could talk about it a little bit, but yeah, I'm there with a little bit. Um, I first let's let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, Jaw, who knows if he comes back? Uh, it's really, I, I just don't think. He, let's just say he doesn't come back, and he's just away from the NBA for the rest of the season. I don't see the Grizzlies getting very far. Their ceiling is second round at most. If that. Yeah, I agree. Desmond Bain can't carry an offense. I love Desmond Bain, and I love Jaron Jackson Jr. But outside of that, their team is pretty unlikable, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I hate Dylan Brooks. He's on the short list of NBA players that I hate. He's one of them. Um, if he tries to make comments about Draymond Green again, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, <laughs> no one knows who, who Dylan Brooks is anyways. Uh <laughs> Dylan Brooks is a poor man's Draymond Green. Draymond Green, you know, when he was a little younger, could actually, you know, perform. He, he, there was a year where he was averaging about like eighteen from uh, eighteen points a game. Like Dylan Brooks can't do that. Like Dylan Brooks can't even Hell. put up numbers that Draymond Green's putting up now. Yeah, Draymond Green's running the offense a lot of the time for Golden State, who are title contenders in my opinion. But we'll get we'll get to them. Uh, screw Dylan Brooks. We'll get to uh, them. Dude, I, I hate Dylan Brooks. Not a fan. Um, 
jaw. I have no idea if he's going to be able to, you know, put some stuff together. I think uh, Jalen Rose had a great uh, set at best uh, on NBA TV yesterday. Um, much respect for Jalen Rose. Um, I hope jaw gets right. Um, you know, you never want to see that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know what the hell he's thinking, but it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, that's Memphis is going to Memphis. Yeah, I think I think that that should be their kind of tagline for Memphis. It is what it is. You know, you you know, you don't know what's going to come out of them. Um, yeah, that's just kind of their season right now. Uh, I would like to uh, come to a more positive team, uh, a team that I love. Uh, we, we were on this bandwagon so early because of our our beautiful boy Brandon Eggerding. Where do you think True. the uh, the ceiling is for the Sacramento Kings? The beam team. Oh, this is spicy. Uh, the Kings, I see them going. I hope they win round one. Uh, I, don't, I don't, this is, this is one team that because they're not televised as much, you can't, I, I mean, at least for me, I can't give so much of a, of an opinion because all I see is Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox really handling it at all um yeah this one's just all right let's just say ceiling second round second round i agree it's it's bright though this is a bright team i like where they're headed it as a three seed right now in the west in march nuts this is nuts they are the sneakiest team. They are the sneakiest three seed in NBA history. Let's put it. Let's make it very clear. Yeah. They should be favorites uh, to win a lot of things. They just aren't. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with them having, I believe they had three nationally televised games um, on their schedule, which is a crime. Um, De'Aaron Fox Criminal. should be pushed so hard. He's so good. Uh, he's having a a great great year. Just no one gets to see it. Uh, Sabonis is having an awesome year. I believe he put up uh, another triple double tonight um, uh, in a win against the Pelicans. He's a rebound king. Um, Nineteen eleven and eleven. Like, dude's a stud. Um, I I just think their ceiling probably is the second round because they're still young. Um, Kevin Herter, I I will praise Kevin Herter till the day I die. I I do love him. Uh, he's had uh, I believe he had twenty again. He might have had twenty again tonight. Uh, but yeah, he had twenty five. He's had over twenty in the last three games. Uh, dude's been sh- and he he has been shooting all year lights out. Uh, he's a very very good two guard. Um, and underrated. Um. And this and tonight was a win against the Pelicans, uh, who fell off hard without Zion. Um, without De'Aaron Fox, like they they played really well. Um, great, great, great job for them. I just don't know if they can make a push to the conference finals. I just don't. Uh, in a seven game series, I think that the West is too experienced uh, for them to make a push. It's it's definitely a learning year for them, and they'll be back. Uh, they're really fun. Oh, yeah. The beam team has a lot of hope. Um, I just don't think this year's quite their year. Um, I kind of look at them the same way as I look at the Cavs. Um, very talented, a um, lot of bright spots, 
just maybe one or two years out. Yeah. I Yep. One or two years out is exactly right. I feel like that's that's kind of like the tier where I have the Cavs is like one, two mm-hmm. years out of where their their real, real potential is going to lie. Um, fun team. Very fun team when I do watch them. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that kind of brings us to the current four seed in the West. What do you think about them, Phoenix Suns? Dude, Phoenix is so fun to watch too. Uh, so good. Th- who I forget who said this, but they said it best in how Katie just fits anywhere. Doesn't matter what team he's on. He's just he's he gonna he's gonna he's just gonna fit right in. Like he's not selfish with it either. He's He's welcome to pass it um, as much as he wants. He wants to see the team, his his teammates eat. Like Booker, he's been going insane. Even when we think he's going to have a drop off game, he's he's still there. He's still in it. And Katie's feeding it. They're feeding it to him. They're just they're just so cohesive. Um, and uh, a Kogi for them is is he's really he's really shaping shaping out for the Suns too. I, I like to see that. Um, Josh Okogie's great five, great, great, yeah. great fifth man. Yeah, so he, I, I like what they're doing. I can see. Uh, I would hope that they are title contenders, and I believe I that their ceiling. I believe their ceiling is there. Um. Yeah, I KD really helped them out a lot there too. It does suck mm-hmm. to see Mikael balling out for the Nets. Uh. And I love Mikael Bridges. He's one of the most likable guys in the NBA. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Um, I hope they're able to they're able to figure out how to get Cam Johnson back during free agency because he's another asset that was super fun for that Phoenix crowd. Um, great bench guy. Yeah, great bench guy. Um, but yeah, I would say ceiling, finals, finals for sure. Um. I personally think Phoenix is the favorite in the West. I think they're the best team in the West. Mostly because when I watched that that Dallas and Suns game, it just reminded there of how the Suns were were playing reminded me a lot of those of those Warriors with KD. Um KD's play to me in Brooklyn resembled a lot more of when he played in OKC. Like it was a lot more hero ball. Uh, KD is going to get a bucket, and he's going to be the most efficient scorer from mid range in NBA history. Um, and that's just who he is. He, he, you're, they relied on him a lot, and he was the reason why they were in contention to make a push in the East. They were very, very good. And it was the same thing as when he was in OKC. If you have Kevin Durant on your team, you're going to be contenders to win your conference. However, when he was on the Warriors, and how I see him now with the Suns, he's playing a lot. No, they they he's playing a lot more like he was when he was with the Warriors. He's taking his shots when he has the ball. He gets he gets to do what he uh, what he wants. He doesn't have as much pressure. He can rely on Devin Booker a lot more, and and he can rely on Chris Paul to get him the ball when he needs it. His elbow jumper is one of the most he's. One of the most efficient shots in NBA history. Um, 
He played incredible. Um, Booker had a really great game. I think the, uh, that rivalry with them and Dallas is awesome. But it's just it, the play he, the play of him in Phoenix. Just resembles a lot to that Warriors because he was playing. He was playing more defense. Uh, his rim protection super underrated. Um, he's just like the perfect basketball player, and he takes them over the top. I think they're the favorites in the West. Yeah, and they are. It's ju- it's just really hard to root against the Suns. I like them a lot now that Kevin Durant's there. Yeah, for a minute there, it seemed like there was a, a lot more NBA fans that started to hate the Suns. So, I agree. It's nice to see that it's, it's turning around again. Devin, Devin Booker is a little easy to hate um, Yeah, with his shenanigans. So Him and, him and Luka, that is a great rivalry that they have. I like Just it a lot. Talk. I think it's fun. It is it's fun. fun. It's good for the conference. Very. Mhm. Yeah, I think I think the Suns are scary. However, uh, how if the playoffs were end today, they would play a first round matchup against the Golden State Warriors, and I think that series would rock. Especially because I think the Warriors have one of the few guys in the NBA that can that okay I wouldn't say can could guard Kevin Durant because no one can guard KD. Uh, KD will get a bucket no matter no matter what. But if there's going to be someone to slow down KD, I think it's Andrew Wiggins. And I think the Warriors, that X factor for the Warriors is huge. Um, I still think they're title contenders. They're defending champs. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I am a Warriors fan. But I, I would take a good long look in the West uh, with, with those Warriors and, and what they can do. Um, I think the Suns are the biggest immediate uh, threat to uh, to the Warriors not repeating. Uh, Denver close second, but the Warriors they've had real, real, real struggles on the road this year. Um, it's very, very strange. Um, their vets aren't playing as much, uh, and their young guys can't uh, haven't been able to step up on the road. Um, but what I've been seeing over uh, over that five game that stretch, Jonathan Kaminga has been playing better. Dante DiVincenzo has been playing better. Um, they look good. Um, I think that uh, and with Steph now being back, and when Andrew Wiggins hopefully comes back uh, from his personal issues, I believe it's a, it's a family occurrence. Um, hope everything is right there. But when he comes back, that that that's the X factor. Is Andrew Wiggins hasn't been playing in in the stretch of games where. The Warriors have been looking really well. Um, when you insert him, he's defensive force, and that's your guy who's going to be guarding Kevin Durant. They can they can match up with the Suns one on one, and have an actual fun series. So, I think the Warriors ceiling is is title right there with the Suns in Denver. But it would be a really fun series in the first round, I must say. Oh yeah, um, I you kind of sold me on it. I was think I was leaning more, more of Denver, in that one, uh, for uh, Suns Denver, for the Eastern Conference Finals. But, but, you kind of sold me there. I do. I think your Andrew Wiggins KD matchup take is interesting. I I wouldn't say it's. I I think it's fairly valid, because there's only so few that can actually be a presence for KD. Um, mm-hmm. 
him being a guy that can do it, sure. Yeah, I can see it a, a few nights. Um, but KD's going to KD. He's going to do his thing. Um, yeah, I, I, that would be a fun series to see. They're, they're see. The Warriors are just they're just so damn good for so long. Uh, even though the record's not really showing it right now, they've dealt with injuries. and They're incredible and, at home, but can't play on the road. They just cannot yeah. close out a game to save their lives on the road. Yeah, dude. And and Clay Thompson, he's been shooting lights out for a while too, and he's on another Clay's level. Back, he's man. finding himself again. Yeah. Clay Clay is so there. back. And that's fun um, to see, especially playoff time. I I really think Jonathan Kaminga would is an X factor for the uh, for the Dubs. Um, they're really good. He's really good. Um, the thing that scares me the most, and it, it, it's been the Warriors' weakness for some time now, are athletic bigs. Um, so in a series with the Suns, I would expect DeAndre Ayton to play really really well. Um, but I love Kavon. Kavon Looney is is such a such a glue guy. Um, and is so good for them. He's just the perfect fit. But I, I the thing with the Suns is that uh, with the new Kevin Durant ad, I feel like they're a little quick to go away from him offensively, uh, which kind of stinks uh, for his productivity because he's so efficient uh, at the rim. Um, DeAndre Gaiden will get his. He get he has he gets plenty of boards. Um, I think he had like twelve in the first three quarters when when they played against Dallas. He still was very uh, a presence in the game, just not offensively. Um, cause they let Devin Booker and K- KD do their thing. Like I felt like I was watching NBA GM. Like it was awesome. Um, Kyrie and, and Luca versus KD and book. But, um, in a series against the, the Warriors and the Suns, I feel like they would have to rely a lot more on De- DeAndre Ayton, um, down there in the post. Um, I feel like the pace of play would be a little bit slower. Um, I just think that series would be really fun. Um, and that athletic bigs kill kill the dubs. That's why uh, Anthony Davis is able to eat. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. That that's and, that's been the Warriors' kryptonite for some time. Um, that's why they wanted Wiseman to turn out well, and he just hasn't. Uh, yeah, they had to dump him. But you know, that was unfortunate for sure. But like you said too, um, there's going to be that that slow pace for mm-hmm. DeAndre. Yeah, having that aspect in their game, being a true force. And if you see right now, CP3 does his thing where he looks for Aiton. He looks for Aiton. He slows it down. He, he he'll go been. mid-range. Yeah, he'll go mid-range. He'll kick it out to Book. And Book and KD will fool around and throw up shots. But it's I, I feel like for for Chris for Chris Paul, he's, he's looking for Aiton. So if he's not going to take the shot, he's, he's definitely looking down. In a slower-paced game, I think the Suns win. In a faster-paced game, I think the Dubs win. When both yeah. teams are fully healthy. Yeah, that's a very yeah. important factor. But yeah, yeah, for I, this, I, go for it. No, I was going to say that, um, that would be – I'm just thinking about it more. That would be an amazing series for a conference finals. That would be amazing to see, and I hope it does. I really hope it does happen. There's got to there's got to be some push uh, for them to find a way. I, I would love for that to be a conference finals game or a second round matchup. I just uh, to see those one of those teams go out in the first round would kind of stink. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. Lastly, 
um, the team I wanted to talk about in the West um, are who the Phoenix Suns played earlier. Um, where do you think the ceiling is for Dallas? Ooh. You know what? I, I just can't really – I can't read them. I can't really get a, a good read on them. Uh, I, I, they don't have a defensive presence. They really don't. It's just very mediocre. And we all know Doncic isn't known for his defensive presence either. Like he doesn't. He's mm-hmm. pretty much a shadow. Um, so I, I, I would say their ceiling's probably round two. I think two, that's their ceiling too. I, I don't even know if they win a, a win. I don't know if they win a playoff series. I really don't. Because if they get yeah, like the Kings, if they get the Kings in round one, Sabonis is gonna eat, dude. Dwight Powell and Christian Wood yeah. can't cover Sabonis. Um, Hell no. De'Aaron Fox is gonna attack Kyrie and Luca so much. Like those guys, uh, those slashers that uh, the Kings have, that'd be a horrible matchup for them. Uh, Kyrie and Luca are gonna get buckets all they want, but I just think how bruising like the Kings would be. Cause I think that would be their, their matchup right now. If the playoffs were to end today, I don't know if they, if they win that matchup, I don't think that they do. I think the Kings would win in six. Um, yeah. It, 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 there's just no, the defensive presence uh, of, of Dallas is, is not good. Um, sure. Luca can uh, Luca and Kyrie can combine for 70 points. And they have plenty of role players who can knock down some shots like Reggie Bullock. Um, and Dwight Powell, decent center. I think Christian Wood's better um, and will be. I think he's a very young, promising piece. Um, but I, I, just, I just don't think they're there yet. Um, the, the defense concerns me a lot. Um, spacing isn't awesome when, when you don't have any threat down below. Um, Christian Wood likes to shoot, so... I I I am just no, I just don't buy into Dallas. Um, they they can shock the world, they can shock me, but they can score all the points in the world. They're fun for for wagering on, but yeah, goodness, I I just, I just don't out. think that they're complete. Yeah, look out for those props come playoff time for Dallas. Oh, absolutely, those are gonna be fun. Because dropping thirty five a game. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, best believe that. Tim Hardaway Jr. also underrated piece for them. I did forget about him. He's very underrated. Just no, no defense. I feel like the only defensive player on their roster is like Justin Holiday. It's like the only guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you need defense to compete in the West. Um, I, you can try to score as many points as you want, but you know, once Phoenix comes around. They're gonna outscore you. It doesn't matter. They're so they're just more complete. Yeah. Well, if you when you look back at that Kyrie trade too, one of their best defensive players that was on Dallas's team was Dorian Finney-Smith, and that's yeah. not saying a lot, you know. So it's they it's never really been there, and they need to focus on that going into this offseason once they get booted from the playoffs, because it's gonna happen soon. I agree. Totally agree. Everybody else in the West to me aren't uh, aren't really contenders. I don't like the Timberwolves. I really hate that team. I think they're awful. I've been against them all year. Um, 
Clippers yeah. have been uh, taking a nosedive since Russ got there, ironically enough. Um, Pelicans haven't been good since Zion's <laughs> been out. So I think that, uh, I, to me, those are the ceilings of all, of all the the fun teams in, in the NBA. Is there anything else you want to add? Just just for the sole reason, if there's some Lakers fans in this listening in, um, I just want to touch on them to see where your thoughts are with the the Lakers. No LeBron equals awful. Yeah. That's that's all my thoughts with the Lakers. They don't deserve to be getting as much attention as possible uh, as they get. Put the Kings on TV. Get them out yeah, of here. Just... LeBron, LeBron's hurt. Get them off. I don't I don't need to see him anymore. Anthony Davis is fun. He'll be hurting in two weeks, and it's just just not fun. I don't need to see the Lakers, and I don't need any. I don't need to see them being talked about on TNT anymore. Talk more about De'Aaron Fox yeah. and Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes and and the boys in Sacramento. In Sacktown. No, yeah, you will definitely be. I'm not preying on his downfall, but we'll definitely be seeing day to day Davis soon. It's just how it goes. So. <laughs> That's pretty much a guarantee. That's how it goes. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on before we let the good people go? Um, outside of NBA, we do have some NCAA tournaments happening before our eyes this week. So this is true. Conf- conference tournaments heating up, heating up, and I'm very excited to get our March Madness bets in. And seeing everyone out the window, and I hope next pod we're able to to lay into those because we got we'll, some we'll spice have a, coming. Uh, I really do want to do a a pod right after Selection Sunday next week, so uh, we'll we'll uh, do our own little thoughts. We'll have our expert Luke Beer uh, pick his round of sixty four, uh, and we'll see how we do between the, us three. See. Uh, see who, who has the best picks. But, um, so those March on Madness. Twitter. Yep, they'll be on Twitter. Mar- uh, March Madness, really fun time. Uh, NBA is getting really fun. And um, thank you for joining me, dude. Uh, I miss talking to you. It was fun having you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely. I'll try and be more consistent. Uh, Got to put work in the back burner a little bit so I can get on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely fun. Look forward to it. Yeah. Great. That's all we have for you today uh, for Trust Your Gut. Uh, Thank you, everyone. We'll see you off the window, and have a good one.